Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And a good afternoon, everybody. We have got a lot to talk about. 49ers and Seahawks. That game in about an hour and 15 minutes. We have got the Kings with a big win last night on the road, 124 to 123. And you have to wonder if the Golden State Warriors are going to go from winning a championship to missing the playoffs. MRI on Steph Curry's shoulder. Injury will cause him to miss a few weeks, according to the Warriors. Who knows what a few weeks means in this particular instance? The Golden State Warriors are currently a game under 500. All right. They have been awful on the road this year. And in this Western Conference, if you lose Steph Curry for a period of time, I can see the Warriors being in too deep of a hole to climb out of. They cannot afford to lose Steph Curry. I mean, you look at Golden State right now, they're 10th at 14 and 15. All right. Now, they're only five games out of the top spot. But without Curry, I don't know how this team is going to be able to win a lot of games. And think about this. They're 2-13 and 13 on the road. Sacramento with the win last night, now 7-8 and eight on the road. 15-12, and 12, which is 7th in the West. Again, you know, you, we talk about what would have happened if the Kings had lost last night. Right? They would have been 14-13. and 13. And they would be in basically ninth place. So that's how big of a win that was last night. And they go to Motown uh, to play the Pistons tomorrow. Detroit is 8-22. and They are coming off a win. uh, But this should not be a game that Sacramento sweats. They they should be able to go in there uh, and take care of business. So if you want to talk about last night's game, uh, we can do so. You know, the one thing I did want to talk about, and I don't want to contradict myself, Kings fans talk way too much about the officiating every single night. You can't talk about it every night, all right? You can talk about it on select games. You can't complain about the officiating every night because when you complain about the officiating every night, it, it, it falls on deaf ears, okay? Had Van Vliet made the three-pointer last night, that would have been another outrage in the NBA as he clearly pushed off on De'Aaron Fox, all right? He missed the shot, so no one really but, – but had he made the three at the end of the game – and I was on YouTube Live. I was already on, and I was not watching. I was following it 
on GameCast. So I didn't actually see it until after I get done with the show. It's a good thing that shot did not go in. That would have been a disgrace. But Kings fans, you got to stop talking about the officiating every single night, every night, every night. There are some nights, okay, where, yeah, the calls are going to go against you. And I get that. But you can't talk about it every night. It's ridiculous. You talk about it when you win. You talk about it when you lose. You got to stop. Got to stop. Okay, you can't blame the officials on every single loss you have. It's bad. You can't do it. 82 games a year. You're going to get screwed sometimes. All right? You're going to have nights where the officials make bad calls that cost you games. And there are going to be games where you win during a year because you were the benefit of a bad call. So keep that in mind. But you can't talk about it every single game. It gets monotonous. It's ridiculous. All right? But that call that was not made at the end of the lap. I mean, I don't understand how you can miss a call like that. It was like De'Aaron Fox going to go spiraling backwards. Makes no sense to me. But anyway, uh, Kings with a chance to even up the record on the road at 500 and go to 16 uh, and 12 before they hit home for seven straight games. All right, I want to hear from you. We got the 49ers and the Seahawks. What do you think? Uh, I will give you my picks uh, as well in the NFL. I got to be, I would think, in last place. I don't even know. I just look at, let me let me do this real quick here, right? I'm going to give you four games right now. And then I want your games, all right? You guys study this like, you know, crazy, all right? You just study it and go crazy. I'll take San Francisco minus the three. That'll be my one pick, all right? Um, I'm going to go with the Vikings minus four to bounce back against the Colts. What else do we have here this week? Uh, Miami Buffalo bad weather game. I I think I would take the points, but I'm going to stay away from that game just because of the weather. I do think Buffalo will win the game. I think Miami. I talked about this before the season even began. I thought this would be the stretch that would be their downfall, and uh, I I think it's going to be. I really do. I really do. All right, other games. Uh, Dallas. Is well, I'm not, I can't take Dallas. I would take them. I think that they'll beat Jacksonville by more than four, but I won't be able to sleep at night. I will not be able to function as a human being if I take the Dallas Cowboys in anything. Can't do it. All right. Just can't do it. Can't do it. I'll take Detroit getting a point and a half on the road against the Jets. That's my third game. Let's see what else we got here this week. And I will take New England getting a point on the road at Vegas. There you have it. There are my picks. All right, I want to hear from you. Hit me up. Let me know what you want to talk about today. Kings game last night, 49ers, Seahawks. 49ers will clinch. I mean, what I mean by this, they're going to win the NFC West if they win tonight. They're not going to lose the rest of their games. All right, so – They would have the tiebreaker. Seattle has to win this game tonight if they have any hopes of winning the division, which is highly unlikely. They're thinking playoffs right now. They're thinking wild card. All right. I know Pete Carroll's not. Pete Carroll's still thinking about winning the division. But you have to win this game tonight against the Niners team that has won six in a row. I think the Niners will go in there and take care of business tonight and go to 10 and four. Seattle. You know, when you look at their situation, 
you know, at seven and six, all right? They're seven and six right now. And you look at what's going on in the NFC. You got Philly, Minnesota, Dallas, San Francisco. Those are your four top teams, but Dallas will be a wild card, all right? And then you have Washington and the Giants. Seahawks have the tiebreaker over the Giants. But the loser of the game Sunday night between the Washington and the and the Giants probably going to be out of the playoffs. So that's why the game is flexed to Sunday night. Now, if you look at Seattle, I, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs because after tonight, they go to Kansas City. So you got to figure that they're going to lose the game at Kansas City. Then they have the Jets at home. The Jets may have to win that game to make the playoffs. And then they should win the final game of the year against the Rams. All right? So the Niners tonight, all right, wrap up the NFC West if they win. Seattle then would be in deep trouble because they would probably lose at Kansas City. I think that they would be a toss-up game at home against the Jets and beat the Rams. So there you have it. All right, let's get to uh, some phone calls. we got a couple of people that want to get on, and why don't we start first with Jay. Jay, welcome. Good to hear from you on this Thursday afternoon. How are you? Excellent, Grant. How you been doing? I'm well, thank you. Excellent. Yeah, so a couple things, and I'll give you my picks. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it was nice seeing the Kings with that, that bounce-back win, and, and um, you know, obviously um, uh, De'Aaron must, must physically be feeling better, just, just look like a – a, a different guy out there from those previous games. So those, those days off, I think were helpful. And, you know, if we have a, if we have a Fox that shows up like that, uh, the majority of the nights, uh, we're going to be very competitive, you know, moving forward and hopefully we can get back to that, that stretch where we were more dominant as opposed to what we look like against uh, New York and, and Philadelphia. I would agree. And you better hope that Sabonis doesn't get hurt because if Sabonis gets hurt, I don't think the Kings would win half their games. I think if, the, if Sabonis gets hurt, I think the Kings would go in a tailspin. Uh, I really believe that, you know, he's the one guy you cannot afford to lose. I'm not saying you can afford to lose Fox, but you better hope that Sabonis does not get hurt. Oh, 100%. And, you know, as as we approach um, the trade deadline and that, the, the Kings need to – I feel like they the one place they need to shore up is – uh, that you know the Sabonis is backup, and you know uh, I don't know if home if Holmes can do it. You know, Metu has shown t- at times that that he can be the guy, but other times you know he d- he just looks like you know that's not a good long term role for him. And um, you know uh, we just haven't seen enough of Holmes. But my sense is is that if Holmes could be doing it, we'd be seeing more of Holmes out there. And and you know if everybody stays healthy, that that backup five does seem like a little bit of a weak spot for us at the moment. Not sure what's really going on with Len. We haven't seen enough of those guys to really be able to appreciate it, but it does seem like that could be a hole. I also think the backup to Darian Fox is a weak spot. Davion Mitchell defensively is really, really good and offensively is really, really bad. And I think that's an issue. So those to me are two areas that I would agree with you. If they could strengthen, that would be great. Yeah, and we've seen and we've seen Darren, Darren, uh, not Darren, um, uh, Davion. You know, Davion, yeah. Last season, he 
he showed us uh, more than he's been showing us recently. If we could have uh, Davian from the end of last season, I, yep. think, I think then we'd be okay. Yep. Yeah, and we haven't seen that this year, and that's been really frustrating. I mean, he's had one or two good offensive games, but you know, right now offensively, he's giving the team nothing. And when De'Aaron's not on the floor, you know, you saw it in the Cleveland game, although they won. You saw it in the Knicks game. Uh, but coming off the bench, he, he just is not giving you any offensive punch. Yes, he can play defense. Yes, he's very good for offensive, defensive substitutions. But that's an area that the Kings might want to look at before the deadline. Definitely. Yeah, and tonight when I switch over to the NFL, um, it'll be interesting to see now that, you know, A, you know, is that injury to Purdy, is that something that's going to be problematic? Uh, uh, and, yep. and, you know, now the Seattle has a little bit of uh, film on them, so they, they have some tendencies. But, you know, the thing that's been so impressive the last few weeks with the 49ers is their defense. And if their defense is only going to give up, um, you know, less than 14 points a game, the the offense should figure out a way to make it work, even even if Purdy's, um, you know, not going to be as good as he as he appeared to be in the, in the last game. Uh, uh, but but you know, the the 49ers have had some some tendencies to be an up and down team, but that defense this last couple of weeks has been very impressive. Uh, it has been the reason why they have won uh, six games in a row, and I think they'll win tonight. I, I just I look at this 49ers team and they're gelling at the right time. Yes, we still have to look at Purdy. He had an excellent game last week. And was that a flash in a pan or is that going to be the real guy? You know, when you look at the Niners, you know, what's nice is after this game, if they can win, they don't play again until Christmas Day against Washington. Then they're in Vegas to take on the Raiders and home against Arizona. So they're going to be in a good position here if they can win this game tonight because they'll have and win the game and have Purdy come out of it healthy because then they'll have, you know, a lot of time off before the next game. Exactly. All right. We'll roll into, I'll roll into my picks here and a hop off. Yeah. So um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with San Francisco tonight. Um, like you did uh, the Eagles, the Vikings and the chiefs. And then um, I don't know if Ryan uh, put out the, uh, the standings um, um, kind of where everybody's at yet. If he, if he did, uh, Brian, give us a heads up where they're at. If you haven't, give it, throw it out on social media. Just curious to see where we all stand and uh, see how this, how this year has been going, but keep, keep up the great work. Both, both of you guys, by the way, are doing a fabulous job on that post game show. Well done. Thank you. All Thank right. you. Really appreciate it, Jay. All right, take, take care. care. Bye-bye. Yep. Good stuff from Jay. This show is sponsored by better help stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist anytime for no 
additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Grant. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Uh, let's get to uh, some more folks, and uh, we say hello to Connor. Connor, good afternoon. Good to have you here on Listen App. How are you, buddy? Doing good. How are you, Grant? I'm good. So, talk about the Kings game last night. I thought it was a really good win. They squeaked out of it. I mean, it's a great win. I just really hope the team doesn't regress because a loss against the Pistons basically cancels out the good that they did in that game. So, I know they've had the trend of playing down to their opponents in the past. I think this year is a different team, so hopefully they can pass that test. I mean, if you play over 500 at home and 500 on the road, that's like the key to a really good basketball team. Yep. Well, if they lose to the Pistons, it's a bad road trip. You know, I'm sorry. You know, if you, I don't care if you beat Toronto and you go two and four with one of the losses being to the Pistons. To me, that's a bad road trip. So tomorrow's the difference between a good road trip and a bad road trip. Yeah, I mean, if Fox and Sabonis play how they did last night in the same game, I mean, this team's going to win almost every game they play when those two are playing. That's correct. That's correct. Spot on. Yep, 100%. And then when it comes to the officials, I mean, I obviously get frustrated like a lot of the other fans, but I think you made a point a while ago. It kind of stuck with me. You said if the players make 50% of their shots, that's considered really good. But if the officials get 50% of their calls right, that's atrocious. So, I mean – they're human beings and stuff, so and they get a lot more than fifty percent correct. So we got to give them a little break. I think the the problem that we have with the officials are the mistakes that they make at the end of games. Like last night was a big mistake. That should have been an offensive foul pushing off for Van Vliet to free up and get the shot. That's the ones that drive you crazy. The traveling call at Miami against that was not made against Tyler Hero. Okay, uh, Jeremy Grant who took five steps in a win against Phoenix, you know, those are the type of non-calls that cannot happen in the NBA. And fans have a right to be furious and gripe about that. And listen, I thought last night, yeah, were the Kings on the shorthand of the stick on calls? They probably were. And that's fine to talk about. But my experience in doing all these post-game shows and doing shows like this and looking at social media, Kings fans – Every single game, go talk about, gee, it's five against eight. No, it's not five against eight, okay? Your mentality is a losing mentality over 16 years, and you can't accept the fact that your team has been horrible, so you have to blame the officials. And when your team doesn't play well, like at New York and at Philadelphia, you still want to blame the officials because you can't accept the fact that your team got beat that badly. And it's just it's, – it, it's a – it's a sorry-ass argument. The fans need to get away from that. At the end of games, yes, I'm fine with that. Last night was a good example. That no call was the wrong call. I haven't even seen the last two-minute report. I didn't even look at it. But, I, you know, my eyes showed me all I needed to see. Those are the calls that fans get upset with. And I agree, they should be upset. 
Yeah, I think all this kind of stems from one game that was played in 2002 and fans haven't been able to let go since. I mean, yeah, great point. That's a really, really good point. You know, game six, 2002, well said. But, you know, we're talking 20 years ago. You know, we, we got to move on at some point. Yeah, I agree. And then moving to the NFL a little bit, obviously Giants playing for their season Sunday. I think all Giants fans can agree that tonight they're going to be San Francisco 49ers fans because that would really help them out if the Seahawks lost. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you you are absolutely rooting for the Niners and the Chiefs in the next two weeks. Make no mistake about it. And then you're going to root for the Jets uh, the following week. But, you know, if the Giants don't win their games, then it really doesn't matter. You know, if the Giants lose to Washington, they, they, they may not win the rest of the season. They may lose all their games. So, yeah, I'm with you. Sunday night is the game that you you absolutely have to have. It's a It's a playoff game for all intents and purposes. And you know, we'll see. You know, I think injuries are going to factor in. We don't know how Chase Young is going to play for Washington, right? Uh, that That's an issue. You know, Adoree Jackson, by the way, is back on the injury report, all right? He did not practice today. And the reason why I say that, he was not on the injury report yesterday. That is not a good situation, all right? Normally, if you're not on the injury report, and then you're on the next day. That is not that's not good. Uh, Bellinger's questionable. All right, he was limited today. Richie James concussion limited today, so that's good. With questionable, but uh, I don't feel if Adore Jackson goes from questionable to not on the injury list to back on questionable the next day. That concerns me. That would concern me. Yeah, it's not a good sign. He's like our best defensive player. And then one yeah. more point on the NFL. I and mean, what do you think? It's pretty interesting what's going on in the NFC South. I mean, it's the only it's the worst division, obviously, in the NFC. But yep. I mean, do you think like the Panthers? I mean, they're kind of like right there. I mean, do you think anyone's gonna be able to top Brady or is it Buccaneers gonna run away with it? You know what it is? It's a, it reminds me years ago of the Seahawks when they got in uh and hosted a wild card game against New Orleans with a record of seven and nine. And they actually beat New Orleans, who I think had 10 wins. That's what that looks like to me right now. Um, so who's going to get in? Uh, I, have, I have no idea right now because the Bucs are a bad football team. All right. The, let's just call it the way it is. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a bad football team. They're a bad football team. They're six and seven. Carolina's five and eight. I mean, Atlanta's five and eight. It's a horrible division right now. I know everyone's saying the Bucs are going to get in because of Brady, but I I don't think the Bucs are doing anything where I would say, oh, yeah, they're going to make the playoffs. I really don't. So uh, I'm probably going to go right down to the final week of the season. And, you know, you look at Tampa, you know, after getting blown out, they have Cincinnati at home. They're probably going to lose that game. They should win at Arizona. And then here's the game, the last, the, the second to last game of the year, Carolina and then at Atlanta. So those are the two games, Carolina at home, Tampa on the road at Atlanta. And those could both be playoff games. And I'm going to switch gears to the MLB and then I'll make my picks. I mean, the Yankees, obviously, they got their their guy and Aaron Judge, but it's been a little too quiet, in my opinion, since then. I mean, if the roster is the way it is now, this team's not going anywhere. I mean, they need to add. Nope. They need to add starting pitching. Everyone's talking about Carlos Rodon. I mean. Brian Cashman, Hal Steinbrenner, they have the money to do whatever they want. 
they need to start making moves or else it's going to be a repeat of the last couple of years. Yep. So again, I totally agree. I, it makes no sense to me. What they're doing makes absolutely no sense to me. However, you know, it's December, you know, the season doesn't start uh, for three more months, but right now I'm with you. They're, they're not a threat to win a championship. Yeah, I agree. And then my picks, I'll give them really quick. I got the Giants. They've been kind of screwing me the last couple of weeks. Hopefully that can change this week. The Dolphins, the Panthers, and the Chargers. Awesome. Good hearing from you, buddy. Thanks for having me. Later. All right. Take care. Hey, I want to tell you about the Fosters and Paws. They are a group of passionate animal advocates, and they work hard to save lives. And yeah, they understand that rescue is hard. That's what they do. And a lot of these animals are often abandoned by the humans they trusted. And so, you know, they create a relationship and a bond with each of the animals that come into their care. They primarily focus on vulnerable dogs and shelters. They pull a lot of pregnant moms, nursing moms, bottle puppies, dogs with medical needs and dogs in danger of being euthanized. And I love the fact that uh, they teach children at a young age how to treat animals with respect that really will have lifelong benefits. For more information, uh, just check out their website, fostersandpaws.org. That's fostersandpaws.org. Great to have you here on Listen Up, Niners and Seahawks in less than an hour. And, you know, we just went over the uh, NFC. It it is unbelievable how bad the uh, NFC South is. It, It is. And in all likelihood, the team that wins that division Okay, we'll have eight wins. Bad, right? Bad. I I don't see Tampa winning more than two games. I really don't. I could see Carolina or Atlanta winning that division. Absolutely. All right, let's get to uh, Al right here on Listen Up. Hello, Al. Welcome to the program. Hey, how you doing, man? I'm good, buddy. I got it. As far as the NFC, I really, I really f- feel there's only three legitimate teams. For me, it's the Cowboys, the Eagles, and the Niners. And the way the way I say, and that's they're just a, they're the only real. I'm not the Vikings, no. Uh, and the rest of it, I, I just think the cream will eventually rise to the top if it's really supposed to be. But I look at it like one thing going in 49ers' favor is. With the Cowboys, who I know you, they, you, and I agree with the Dak Prescott. Your statement on Dak Prescott's got to step up. He's he's kind of got some pressure on him. You know what I mean? He's got one playoff win to his resume, and now this is big for him. He's you got a Cowboys fans are you know wanting to see some little bit of a run there, and I just think Dallas is going to get the five. They'll they'll take care of whoever the four is. That puts them in a collision course with Philly. Yep. So Philly gets to with the one, gets to five. They'll knock each other. One of them will knock each other off. So that makes the Niners road a little bit easier. What do you think about that? I think you're spot on. Uh, I do. I think you're spot on. Because if I look at it, the teams behind Dallas will pro- – I'll tell you, the one team that is interesting to me that I would keep an eye on are the Lions. They're just starting to play really well. And if they make a, the playoffs as a wild card, I could see them. I could see them pulling off an upset in the playoffs yeah. in the first round. I, I, I really could. So I would keep an eye on them. But you're right. 
I'm not – listen, do I yeah. think Dak Prescott can go into Philadelphia and win a game in January? I don't, and I wouldn't pick them, and I think that would be a, a, a big task yeah. for them. So I, I like the way you break it down because Dallas is going to be five. There's no question about that. They're not going to win the division. They're going to be right behind, and they're going to play uh, the NFC South, and they will win that game. They'll beat Tampa. They'll beat Carolina. They'll beat Atlanta. I would agree with that. Yeah, that's where the seating gets a little, you know, dice. But we've talked about this in the past. You know, hey, you're the best team. You should be the you should be standing on the podium at the end. So it's just, but again, it's just, you know, of the five, a five who really isn't a five in terms of talent and ability. But it is what it is. And then I just want to say I uh, listened to Mike Leach uh, podcast and some of the playbacks you have people talking about them. it was really good stuff i'm not often that familiar with him because i don't follow a lot of college football but boy what a career he had it really sad that he passed so soon yep. great podcast i love some of the i was laughing at his marital advice i was on the floor with that that was, that was cracking wow. me up what a classic the classic hey i really appreciate it al uh you're gonna give me your picks yeah. today or tomorrow uh, I'll give them to you tomorrow, but let me ask you real quick, and then I'll let you go. Uh, I'm not an NBA guru guy, but could Malik Monk play the point as back up to De'Aaron? Yeah. Uh, yeah, in spots. You know, in spots he can play a little bit, but I think they need to go out and get a legitimate point guard, uh, and, okay. you know, at times, but not it's not his forte. Okay, I got you. All right, thanks, Ben. I'll call tomorrow with the picks. I haven't made my picks in a long time, so I'm out of it. But I like okay. your George. I like your George Costanza strategy. Do the opposite, you know. <laughs> yeah, I did that last week. It didn't work out too. It didn't work out too well for me uh, last week, and I, I I went opposite of every game that I was picking. So yeah, it didn't work out. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever watch Seinfeld? That one episode, he decides he's going to do the opposite to see if, and it's it really works for him. So it was just hilarious, Ben. <laughs> I, I did not recall that, but thanks, Al. I appreciate it. All right. I'll call you tomorrow, man. Take care. Have All a good right. night. Yep. All right. You too, buddy. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, you can get on right here on uh, Listen App. And all you need to do is raise your hand. I'll put you right up on stage with me. Again, Niners, Seahawks coming up in about uh, 45 minutes. Kings in Detroit get ready for the Pistons tomorrow. And then they will come home for the rest of of 2022 so they got a nice homestand bad news for the warriors curry is going to be out a couple of weeks so who knows exactly what that means but i i can see the warriors being out of this thing by the time he comes back i really could i mean they're already struggling with curry at 14 and 15 you know the warriors at home are great and they stink on the road how do you figure this the golden state warriors are 12 and 2 at home and two and 13 on the road. Go figure, right? I mean, that's crazy. You want to talk about it? That makes no sense. How could the Warriors be that bad on the road? Now, they have absolutely given games away because of their gutless strategy in resting players. Yeah, how did that work out for Steph Curry? Yeah, again, it's ridiculous. You know, they've absolutely given away games. At Toronto, they gave away the game. Twice at New Orleans, they quit. They absolutely quit, gave them the two games. So that's three games right there because of their gutless strategy. They're going to lose Saturday at Philadelphia. They're going to lose Monday at Toronto, or I should say 
tomorrow at Philadelphia, I'm sorry, Sunday at Toronto, Tuesday at New York, Wednesday at Brooklyn. I can see them losing all of those games. They're going to come home on Christmas Day and lose to Memphis. They'll lose. Let's see, when's their next road trip? All right, so in the middle of January, at San Antonio could win, at Chicago loss, at Washington, maybe at Boston loss, at Cleveland loss. Who knows when Curry's coming back, but they're going to lose a lot of games. They're going to lose a lot of games. All right, let's say hello to Anita. Anita, good afternoon. How are you? Doing great, Grant. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. Oh, that's good to hear. Good to hear. Boy, uh, was it Al who broke it down about uh, my Cowboys and having to go through the Eagles? And, you know, uh, I already know what the outcome is going to be, uh, barring any injury to uh, Hurts. Um, I mean, that's going to be uh, pretty, you know, disappointing. Um, but yeah, I, but, 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 the, but the only thing it. is, if, if I'm right, if I'm right, mm -hmm. if Detroit makes the playoffs and they win their first round, then they would play Philadelphia. And Dallas would end up playing an all likelihood San Francisco, which is going to be no picnic. But my, my point is, or they could play Minnesota. All right. Uh, so the, the, the point the point I'm trying to make here is we're assuming that nobody underneath the Cowboys would win their opening game. So we're assuming that the sixth and seventh seeds would lose in the opening round of the playoffs. And that's the only way Dallas would then play Philadelphia in their second game. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, either way, if we have to play Philadelphia, scary stuff. Yep. But uh, it, it'll be a fun game to watch nonetheless. But I did want to talk about two things. Number one, you mentioned the Warriors and the games they were giving away. And you know they gave away the two to New Orleans, which basically, and, and this is why I don't like teams doing that, because you gave a team that's already good two free wins, and you got all these other teams in the West fighting yep. their tails off for wins, and you just decide, well, we're going to not play against the Warriors. They could have just as easily have said, Arrest them during the Kings or arrest them when we play this team. So it really kind yep. of, you're kind of, you know, you're messing with things in an unfair way. So for, that's another reason I don't like that. And, you know, people pay money for tickets to see, see stars. So that's number one. And then the other thing I wanted to mention is you were breaking down the next games that the Warriors have. And, and you used to do this on the radio. You'd break down the, the uh, next, you know, five to 10 games that the Kings have. And I'm looking at their, you know, what they have coming up their next four games, all all very winnable if they go out and execute and play like they did, you know, like we know they can. Um, and even looking through the rest of December and January, um, they need to stack games because, like you said, if Sabonis goes down, um, you know, it's, it's going to be, uh, you know, wins against good teams are going to be hard to come by. And so, uh, you know, you, you need to build that, uh, you know, your games above 500 yep. as, as much as you possibly can to be able to sustain De'Aaron taking off a couple of games or if Sabonis has to miss a couple of games. So, uh, but I was wondering, could you do that breakdown? I used to love when you did it in the radio with, with some of the upcoming games of the Kings, which ones you think yep. they should win and lose? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I'll do it real quick so you can hear it. I think they'll win tomorrow. I think they'll win against Charlotte at home. They should beat the Lakers at home, although the Lakers are playing well. So I'm going to put that game right now as a toss up only because of LeBron and Anthony Davis, if they are on the floor. They'll beat Washington, okay, on the 23rd. But then here is your really brutal five-game stretch, Anita. And I don't normally like to go this far in advance because of injuries. But on the 27th and the 28th, you have a home-and-home -home with Denver. Very good team. Then 
you play Utah at home, and then you're on the road at Memphis and at Utah. So you better win these games coming up because I could see the Kings, starting with Denver on the 27th, losing three of those games or maybe four of those games. Now, I could also see them winning, but, I mean, I got to be realistic. I think Denver's a little bit better. So let's say they split those two home games. Utah is playing very well. Probably going to lose at Memphis, then at Utah. That is a brutal stretch coming up for the Kings to close out uh, and then start the new year on the games at Memphis and at Utah on the first and the third. See, and that's exactly what I mean. I, I was thinking pretty much the same thing. And I know in the past we played the Nuggets pretty well. So it'll be yep. interesting to see how we do this 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 time around. But, uh, yeah, so that's about what I was thinking as well. So we got to get those next four, you know, like you said, with the Lakers being, you know, a toss-up that, you know, if AD and um, LeBron are playing up to par. LeBron, yeah. You know, you just – I don't know. You just got to go out there, and, and I think we can compete with them. And but you know Sabonis and De'Aaron would have to be at the top of the game, and someone off the bench would have to be going nuts. And um, and I think we could get that win. Well, Detroit, De- Detroit and Charlotte have to be automatic wins. They're the two worst teams in the conference. All right, Detroit is eight and twenty-two. Charlotte is last at seven and twenty-one. Those absolutely have to be automatic. I think Washington also needs to be an automatic. They've lost eight in a row. They're way down. They're eleven and eighteen. So if you're you know, if you're looking at the Kings, absolutely no excuses to lose those games. Detroit, Charlotte, Washington have to be automatic wins. All right. The Lakers, again, it all is dependent on health. If they have LeBron and Anthony Davis, I could see them beating Sacramento. All right. So but 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 again, that's the Lakers in Sacramento. The place is going to be off the hook. It's the Lakers. They'll bring out the best in Sacramento. So that should be good. Denver, on the other hand, okay, 17 and 10. All right. And they're nine and seven on the road. So the chances of you beating Denver both games would not be great. Utah. All right. You play, I mentioned them. They're right now two games over 500. And they're playing up and down right now. They've lost six of 10. But again, we don't. Anita, if the Kings don't have injuries to Fox or Sabonis, they should be able to win the majority of their games coming up here in the remaining of the calendar year. Yeah, I mean, and these are home games yeah. other than, the, you know, Detroit games. So, you you know, like I said, barring injury, but you got to stack these games up because, yep. you know, it's the bonus missed time last year. And so that we've gotten this far in the season yep. without him missing a game is amazing. And I'm, and I'm happy about that. But, um, yeah, so, let's you know, let's go do what has to be done. And hopefully we'll get um, more wins than losses and uh, we'll be in good shape. Anita, always good hearing from you. Thank you so much. All right. Have a good one. All right. You too. Bye-bye. You know, the schedule gets crazy again when the team before the All-Star break, you know, you're at Minnesota twice, at San Antonio, at Indiana, at New Orleans, and two games on the road at Houston. That's a stretch. That's a little crazy. Another stretch that's a little bit crazy, is you play at the Clippers, then back-to-back games on the road against OKC, home Clippers, home Minnesota, home New Orleans. You know, and again, we don't know about injuries. And then here's another stretch to end the season. Utah, or Phoenix, uh, Boston at home. See, to me, I, I shouldn't do this, because I'm kind of, but I'm doing it just for the sake of conversation. 
All right. They're, they're, if you talk about the middle of March on, okay? Middle of March on. At Phoenix, home Milwaukee, at Chicago, at Brooklyn, at Washington, at Utah, home Boston, home Phoenix, home Utah, home Minnesota, back-to-back games on the road at Portland, home San Antonio, at New Orleans, at Dallas, Golden State home, at Denver. So you better pad your schedule, all right? Because I can't forecast injuries. So I don't know who's going to be on the floor and who's not. But those that, that schedule I just mentioned, from the middle of March on, and again, I won't even say whether it's home on the road. I'll just name the teams. Listen to this again. Phoenix, Milwaukee, Chicago, Brooklyn, Washington, Utah, Boston, Phoenix, Utah, Minnesota, Portland, Portland, San Antonio, New Orleans, Dallas, Golden State, Denver. There you have it. That That is a stretch where if you don't have Fox or you don't have Sabonis, you could lose the majority of those games. So that that's why you need to pad your schedule. Good job right there, Anita, to bring that out. That's a heck, that's a heck of a schedule in the final month of the season. That's brutal. But again, you don't know who's going to be playing and who's not. All right, let's get to Jeff. Jeff, good to hear from you. How are you today, Jeff? Good, Grant. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I'm sorry, joined the show a little late. So, uh, anyways, I wanted to say something about the Kings that I've noticed this year that's different. Um, it, it seems like they're down. Uh, I know it's not every time, but they used to just pack it in the last few years, and it, it would be a blowout, or there's just no way they're going to come back. And it just seems this team, you have a sense that they're going to go on a run and make it close or win the game. Like what happened last night. They're never out of a game. You know, because they're never out of a game because of their ability to score. They're never out of a game. And that's very reassuring. Even last night, they're down 16. And you go, well, you know, they're going to make a run. They're not out of the game. And you know what they did? They came back and won the game. So it's, um, it, it, it's not good for your heart rate, but it's, it's fun to watch. And it was, again, like you were saying before, when Fox is on, I mean, him and Sabonis yep. are like the dynamic duel. I mean, then you got, I think there's our two all, I mean, if Fox plays like that, like he did at the first part of the season, he might be a, a all-star. Then that gives us two all-stars. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think Fox is going to make the all-star team this year, but I do think Sabonis will, but it doesn't matter. I mean, you know, just win games, you know? Right, right. Who do you think? Okay. Who do you? How do you see the Niners game going tonight? Well, I, I'm, if the defense holds up and keeps uh, Metcalf and Lockett in check, you know I could see us winning the game. But it all depends on Geno's play. If he gets hot, we could be in be in for it. And and uh, that noise, I'm interested to see how Purdy is going to stand up to that noise of the twelfth man. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. It's going to be an issue. I mean, it's going to be an issue. I mean, he did play, obviously, in a conference that, you know, was pretty noisy at Iowa State, but it's not like being up in Seattle. So I'm with you. All right. We'll see what happens. Take care. Bye-bye. I think the Niners win this game tonight. I just think they're a better all-around team. Uh, They got the mojo going. Short week, which I don't like for a road team. But there's no reason why they should not win this game. You know, and again, we'll have to keep an eye on Purdy. I get that. But they should win this game. They're better. Plain and simple. Better team. All right, if you want to get in on the program today, uh, hit your hand icon, uh, and we will put you right on. Been a interesting week in the world of sports, and if you follow the Kings, it's amazing how you can go from so bad to like, oh, everything's great. You know, you lose to the Knicks, you lose to the Sixers, then you beat Toronto by a point. Again, we'll see if they can close it out against the Detroit Pistons. You had the Brittany Griner release and the swap and everyone talking about that from all over the world. Speaking of the world, you got the World Cup, Argentina and France. So we're down to the final game of the World Cup. So you got that to look forward to this weekend. And you have NFL tonight. You have the NFL on Saturday with three games. And of course, the NFL on Sunday and Monday. Let's get to Jerry. Jerry, it's always good when we can chat. How are you today, sir? I'm fine, sir. How are you, Mr. Napier? I'm doing well. Thank you for calling, my friend. What can I do for you? Well, well, you know, thank you for taking my call. Grant, I have a couple of things for you. You know, this may seem like a stupid question, but I'm just curious. If the Niners end up playing the Cowboys, and if the Cowboys have a better record, wouldn't the Niners have to go up to Dallas to play that, or how does that work? No, no. If you win the division, um, they would be at home. I see. Okay. And Grant, um, you, you know what you said uh, this a couple days ago that, you know, the Kings losing to a bad team like the Knicks, uh, the Knicks, you know what, there are 500 teams. So how would you say that they were a bad team or a bad loss? If, who, which team was a bad loss? Uh, the uh, Newark Knicks. Um, I, I'm just looking at their overall record and, and I'm looking at the fact that they played, in my opinion, their worst game of the year. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm looking at how they played the game, Jerry. Right. Uh, maybe more okay, so than right. whether they won or lost. They were never in the game. They were outplayed. Julius Randle played with them, toyed them in the first half. And so they just they were, they just were out of sorts. They shot the ball poorly from three, from the line. They were lackadaisical. I didn't like the way they started the game. I called that a bad loss for how they played. I see. And Grant, one more thing, sir. Uh, with the referees, Grant, and I know that, you know what, you know, they are human beings. You know, everybody makes mistakes here. But when they make bad calls and the 
two-minute report comes out. Does that go on the record uh, yep. when they miss call? Oh, okay, I see. Okay. Yep, and it, it, it all affects how their assignments will work when you get to the postseason, if they make the postseason. So, you know, if you have a bad regular season, you're not working in the postseason. And if you have, you know, too many mistakes, you could find yourself not officiating at all the following year. So absolutely. And do you think that the referees grant still have it in their minds or the back of their minds, like the Kings are not a good team? Uh, no. Uh, so they're going to get the, oh, okay. They don't. And the reason why I say that is I have been in many closed door meetings with all of the officials and the head of the officials. Okay. And they explained to us how everything works. And, and the point is that every single call that an official makes is reviewed and every single call that they don't make is reviewed. And there's a very complex analytical system that the NFL or the NFL, the NBA referees do with the league. And again, all officials want to end up working in the NBA finals. That's what they aspire to be. They aspire to be professional referees. And once they make it to the NBA, they want to make it to the playoffs. All right. And getting a playoff assignment is a big deal. And then, you know, I remember, you know, again, we lost Tony Brown, uh, a, a guy that I got to know very well, died from pancreatic cancer this year. And oh, in Tony's last year, which was three years ago, he made the NBA finals. And I sent him a text message congratulating him. And he and I, I don't have it right on my phone right now, so I'm not going to bring it up. But he sent me back a message of elation, okay? And, like, how much it meant to him to be able to finally make it to the NBA Finals on that stage. Now, it, it was in the bubble, but it was still the NBA Finals. And that was an incredible accomplishment for Tony, as it would be for other officials. I have a very good friend who's a baseball umpire, and he was behind the plate for game one of the, you know, NLCS. All right. Again, that's a big deal, you know, so maybe next year, you know, if he has a good year, he should find himself on the field for the World Series. So, you know, that's important to officials, but you don't make it to that level if you have a bad regular season. So when you see officials miss calls, the chances of you seeing them in the postseason diminishes. And they don't want, first of all, they make a lot of money if they make it to the postseason. And it's a thing of status as well. So this is important to officials. They don't like missing calls, trust me. And they don't go into a game going, gee, you know what? The Kings have been terrible the last 16 years, so we're going we're gonna to screw them. That's not... That's not how they officiate games. They really don't, despite what fans think. And Grant, uh, so you don't think like uh, maybe uh, in the last couple minutes when both teams don't have any timeouts left to challenge anything, that the uh, NBA could do something about that just to that the league in New York, they could stop and say, hey, you know what, we want to look at this. They should. They should have a mechanism, Jerry, particularly at the end of games when a call is missed. All right, we... You know, the Tyler Hero call, I talked about the Phoenix-Portland call with Jeremy Grant taking five steps. Uh, the game last night, you know, if, if Van Vliet had made that three, that should have been reviewed. That was a push-off. That was an offensive foul, which enabled him to get open. 
You know, th- those are mistakes that the league should have a mechanism to prevent. So, yeah, I, I'm with you on that, Jerry. Absolutely. And Grant, do you know, like, uh, so obviously it's like a point system, but if the referees get a lot of points that are really bad or really negative, um, could they lose their job by doing something like that? Or okay. Yes, they do lose it. There are officials every year that are replaced. Absolutely. Yes. No question about that. Yep. All right, sir. Well, Grant, thanks for taking my call, Grant. Appreciate you. Thank you. Jerry, you have a good one. Bye-bye. All right. Enjoy the game tonight. All right. It's going to be a lot of fun. We get to Brian. When I mean the game tonight, Niners and Seahawks. Uh, I think the Niners win that game. We get to Brian. Hey, Brian, how are you? I'm good, Grant. How are you today? I'm good. What's going on, buddy? Hey, just following up that last call, in regards to the NBA, I would, hypothetically, I would rather have the call right with the mechanism the last two, three minutes of the game over the coach's challenge that can be done throughout the game. You know, if I had to choose one or the other, that's what I would want as a because these games now, they have the ebbs and flows up and down. But when you get to the crunch time in the games that are close, that one or one or that one call can win or lose that game. So that's what I would choose. Okay. Well what what would be that what, what would be the mechanism to have the league make that call? And how long would the final two minutes last, considering that they last a long time right now, they would have to implement a system that is not tardy, that would not completely disrupt the flow of the game. Because, you know, you could conceivably, if you're doing this in the last two minutes, you could have 10 plays that need to be reviewed, and that could take forever. Yeah. You know, without thinking through the details yet, just the general idea makes more sense to me. But to your point, it would have to be, something efficient and quick. Sometimes the coaches challenge during the game, I feel already takes too long. And it's one or the other. Now, if that meant getting the call right, I would, I could handle the, uh, you know, a longer time period than, than that's less than ideal to get the call right. Uh, but yeah, they would have to have yep. something to try to be somewhat efficient with it. And, and of course, not, you know, check every single question or call. It had to be fairly egregious. All right. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Take care. All right. Good stuff from uh, Brian right there. All right. Uh, good show today. Uh, be back tomorrow to wrap up the week at four o'clock. So looking forward to that. Hope you enjoy the football game tonight and we'll get you ready for the Kings and the Pistons tomorrow as well. Make it a very good evening. Thanks, every. Thanks very much. All right. Really appreciate your support and take care. Bye bye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.